Trinity's study, Dialogues on the Refugee Crisis through Sparkhouse, will begin June 1st at 6 p.m. in room C101 and on Zoom. If you're interested in being a part of the study, receiving the Zoom link, or just learning more information, email rgordon at tbcraleigh.com. You're also able to purchase one of the books that go along with the study by bringing $10 with you to the first night of the study. The following podcast is a recording of the introductory video for Dialogues on the Refugee Crisis. It sets us up with the story that we all live in, from the biblical times to now, the story of displaced people. The United States has often been called a land of opportunity, and for many of us, it has proven to be just that. Thanks to the tireless work of our ancestors who made great sacrifices in order to build a nation where we could thrive. We now live in a country with one of the highest standards of living in the world. But laying just outside our periphery is something that we'd perhaps rather not see. A question being raised that perhaps we'd rather not hear. The question of refugees. As a Christian, how does one reconcile the gross disparity between these realities? As of 2018, there are over 65 million displaced people in the world, more than any other time in history, a majority of them women and children. These families are fleeing violent persecution natural disasters, and brutal conflict. Their situation is dire and has been called the issue of our times. And yet, at the height of this crisis, within a majority of congregations, the very subject of refugees has become taboo. A survey of Protestant church leaders in 2016 found that 63% of congregations had not even discussed caring for refugees internationally. I think that churches are a bubble. They can be a bubble. Yes, at a church, we should serve the families that are at that church, but we should also be about serving our community. What is a Christian's responsibility to the refugee? What role is the church called to play? If you look in your Bible, first forcibly displaced people in history are Adam and Eve. And the most beautiful thing happens after this terrible event. God meets them on the other side. And the story of mankind is God pursuing man in exile from where God intended man to be. The Bible is then filled with people like Hagar, like Joseph, like Moses, like David. There are so many people in Scripture who are forcibly displaced so, of course, we know the notion of Jesus needing to flee to Egypt with the family says Jesus, as the God-man, has shared this experience. That this isn't an experience that's um, just a particular to a particular people or someone's issue, but not everyone else's issue. It's our issue as human beings, and God knows it. God knows the reality of being pushed out and, and uh, needing to flee for safety. The plight of the refugee is to be unwanted wherever they go, from their home countries to neighboring nations overrun with refugees 
they are treated at best as a burden and at worst as a threat. They are the embodiment of the unwelcome other. The primary narrative that undergirds all of the conversation about how we relate to the other is the reminder that we are all other, right? I mean, that's the fundamental narrative of the Abrahamic faith is we're all other. That is to say we're all east of Eden. So when we forget the truth about ourselves, uh, we're in trouble. We're lost because then it doesn't link us back to the Exodus narrative. It doesn't link us back to being east of Eden. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus teaches that one must love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. When asked, who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with the story of the Good Samaritan. The story tells of a Jewish man who had been robbed, beaten, and left half dead by the side of the road. A Levite and a priest, both spiritual leaders of the community, each come upon the man but choose to ignore him. In the end, it is a Samaritan who comes to the fallen man's aid, binds his wounds, and pays for his care. Jesus then asked which of the three men was a neighbor to the robbed man, which was met by the reply, the one who showed him mercy, to which Jesus said, go and do likewise. What is perhaps most striking about this story is Jesus' deliberate choice of the Samaritan, as at that time, Samaritans were considered worse than outcasts in the Jewish social hierarchy. I think that the Bible is very clear. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And when I was naked, you clothed me. And I think part of that spiritual need is relational and, and truly being there for people, listening to their stories, hearing, um, hearing what they have to say. Right, that the love ethic, when he says the summary of the law is love God and love your neighbor, like he really means that. We should have a lot more respect for those who come from other parts of the world because they strengthen us, because it connects us and it helps us, it helps us actually feel more whole. These desperate people are fleeing for temporary refuge, but the world offers them no place. And place is the ultimate solution for displacement. What a great place for the church to show up. It's where we belong.